All right, here we go. So let's start off with the first one. Uh, we'll start off with a softball, why don't we? That's right. Uh, here's a softball. So how do we as believers reconcile the God and the reality of the Old Testament with the God and the reality of the New Testament? How do we reconcile the Old Testament and everything that is that encompasses that with the God of the New Testament? Ready? Go. Go for it. I think you can you start this All right, I'll start yeah. this one. All right. So one of the things I really like to help preface this question is to really identify the fact that we aren't talking about two separate gods. We're talking about okay. one God. And so really what we have to start with, and, and whenever I come to a question in the scriptures where it seems like there's a contradiction or it seems like there's something of a differing opinion, I start with I'm wrong. And it's not, God isn't wrong. There's nothing wrong with God. There's nothing confusing about God. And he's not relaying, relating himself differently in either one of the older New Testaments. I have a misunderstanding of who God is. And so what we have to also understand is when we interpret the scriptures, and this very question kind of identifies the fact we're coming at trying to understand God from a very westernized, American, pragmatic ideology. And so that's not God. Like, God is not western. He is not ideological, and nor is he American. He's not, he's not American. <laughs> exactly. Not like, American. So we're trying to fit him into a politically correct world, yeah. and that's not God. And so we have to understand the Old Testament is a, is a picture of a broken relationship between man and God started at the creation. And so when we read the Old Testament, it's through that lens to understand that God is trying to paint a picture of his holiness and righteousness and how far short man has fallen of that. Then in comes the New Testament, and it paves a new way for us to relate with God. It's still the same God, but there's a new process of how we relate to him and we have to understand the work that Christ did for us on the cross sealed and fixed that relationship that was broken in the God of the Old Testament. It's still the same God. The righteous, holy God is still the same righteous, holy God of Old and New Testament. And the same judgment that we experience. I mean, um, Ananias and Sapphira died in the New Testament because of a holy, righteous God. Um, and we failed. Over lying about their Over lying about their money. Just, just throwing that out how there. They, uh. How they gave. Uh, you know, so... We just have to understand the premise and the presuppositions that we're bringing. When we even yeah. ask that question, it's usually driven by a very Americanized, politically correct um, melding of trying to identify who God is. Let, yeah. me, let me throw this caveat, because yeah. we didn't talk about this first service, and I, I was curious to dive into this a little bit more. What do we do with the parts of the Old Testament where we read and like you'll see like God's like, go kill all those people and their parents, and their firstborns, and the dogs, and the goats, like, kill them all. What, like, how do I read that and be like, yeah, go God. Like, you talked a little bit about kind of like the, the, <laughs> go God. the sex, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So like, how do we, how do I, how do I read that and be like, yeah, I believe that, that's cool. Like, yeah. how do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Did you want to answer that one, or do you want me to touch on that one? Uh, well, I was just going to say from the, well, I'll say my thing, and then we can both try to answer that. Um, I think, I think again, it goes back to, even Don said it, the lens by which, uh, and I had to look up that guy because I forgot the name of that guy. Marcioni. So, yeah, it's, Mar is it Marcioni. What is it? I can't say it. Uh, Marcionianism. Okay. And the reason I, I said that, the reason I brought this up is because this is uh, year 144. Okay. So this is um, 100 plus years after the, the, the death and resurrection, resurrection of Christ, when the forming of the New Testament, forming of, the, of even uh, bringing together the New Testament letters and the Old Testament uh, Jewish scriptures. Um, so even then, I want you to know this is not a new concept. That back in the year 144, uh, it's Marcion of Sinope. 
Yeah, just don't name your you children. You definitely pronounced that correctly. I definitely <laughs> pronounced that correct. Um, but you know, he even he was trying to to convince the church. Um, that these two, the Jewish scriptures and the Christian literature, uh, did not speak about the same God. They were two different gods. That, uh, hey, he had a really whacked out theory, and, and of course the church rejected it because it wasn't true. Um, and so I just want you to hear that. That's not a new sort of American thing, even though even though what Don right. said is true. We do read it with our Western eyes. And so um, it's been happening for a long time. Uh, I, I look at it from a standpoint of, uh, at least when I have conversations about it, because the writer of Hebrews says uh, that God through Jesus is the same today uh, and yesterday and forever. And the Old Testament and New Testament speak of the same God, and it speaks of the same uh, teaching and uh, characteristics of God. We just have a, a different lens by which how we read these things and how they are actually spoken about. So it's very similar to um, the idea of fire. You know, fire will burn you and torture you, right? Fire can also create warmth and, and comfort you, or it can burn you or torture you. So it really depends on your relationship with the fire in which you're going to experience what fire does. And so the Old Testament does have a great deal in it where it's highlighted in terms of God's justice and his wrath, but it doesn't change the fact that, that justice is the same in the New Testament. Uh, we just, through the New Testament lens, is through the lens of Jesus Christ in terms of, you know, the highlight or at least the, the emphasis on the love and grace of God. You know, there's so many Old Testament scriptures that talks about God's mercy and his patience and his compassion and his grace. So it's not a different God. That's, I mean, that, that'd be, I would say it's a different time. You are talking about thousands of years thousands of years and many, many, many cultures from the time you start reading the Torah to the time you're talking about the, the, you know, the, the New Testament church uh, and, and the first generation church, even into Revelation, which again goes into time. So you are talking about a large amount of time. And, and sometimes I think people don't understand that you know, they can go from a chapter to a chapter and that's hundreds of years. They can go from a book to a book and there's a thousand years. And you'll highlight, maybe it'll highlight a judgment that's happening. But it doesn't mean that that judgment wasn't preceded by hundreds of years of, of God pleading and giving mercy and sending prophets and sending uh, you know, people to, to challenge them and to say, confess and repent. So I think that's the part that sometimes we miss in, uh, in context. Now, Don mentioned it this morning, and I would say that's true. I don't always reconcile very well um, what people you know, talk about in terms of the genocide they read in the Old Testament. I do understand that in a nomadic society, especially when that was happening, um, that wars and, 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 and the issue of war and how land was possessed and everything else was all very much, you know, that was all very common uh, for them. The fact that God gave specific directions to his people, um, I do have to trust and believe that that was done for a reason. I do have to trust and believe, and you gave a, a good example of that this morning. Yeah, so think about the way that the culture ex existed back then, and when you would go in and war against a land, uh, you, would, you would dominate that land. And back then, whatever that land or country was, um, the king or pharaoh of that time was a representation of God incarnate, their God incarnate. And so they would come in and defeat that land, and then when the victor would come in and rule over that land, the people that were captive were expected to worship the dominant God. Mm -hmm. And so what God did, because that was the culture that was there, God was the God, Yahweh. There was no other God. Every knee shall bow him. So it's still one God. And so to wipe out these other nations, what it was saying is you're getting rid of all other gods. And knowing that if you don't get rid of them, 
they're not going to get rid of their gods. And so it, with the genocide that, that we oftentimes struggle with, especially in our American ideological thinking, um, it seems like a very unjust God. But if just, you don't have to believe this way. This is just another way that some scholars right. um, think about this, is if God is a merciful God, which I would say that he is, and wiping out children who have not yet reached that age of accountability, has he not saved them? Because had they reached adult age, they would choose to reject God. By having them cleansed of the earth before that, now they're in the kingdom of heaven in the presence of God. Just one other theory that's out there that most people don't think about. Okay, that's just an option. I, I, I'm not God. I don't understand all of it. I can't, I can't put myself around all of God's nature and his creation and his characteristics. But I know that the Old Testament is a picture of man constantly falling short of the righteousness and the holiness of who God is. And the cleansing was always, 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 always because God was not being honored. In all those areas where there is a genocide that yeah. we view as a, being an actual genocide, um, it was always a cleansing of the land because they were not worshiping God as Yahweh. And God always, and this is why we get upset about this, because in our, in our world today, nobody wants to say that God is the only way to get to heaven. And God declares over and over again, from Genesis to Revelation, there is one way to get to him. Mm -hmm. And that is a way that the world struggles with. And I'm just going to tell you right now, you're going to a church that believes there's only one way to get to God. Yep. All right? And that's what the world struggles with, has always struggled with, and why God said, worship me. And I would, the last thing I would say is that if you want to see the opposite of that, if you want to understand the the conflict that, was, that, that God was trying to avoid for his people, then just start reading in the book of Joshua when they crossed over into the land and read through Joshua and Chronicles and First Samuel. Like, watch all the problems that they had to consistently deal with because they did not remove the gods from the land. Yep. Yep. So if you read through Joshua and understand that they, they, they were supposed to drive them out and get rid of them, and they were like, well, they're in the mountains, they can stay. Right. You know, and so that was, a, that was a problem. And so you can go read even some of the wisdom of that. I would also say from the standpoint of the Old Testament, when you read the Old Testament, understand that it was given to us for, it was, it's the Jewish historical scriptures. That's why it mattered so much. That's why it was preserved as well. It's their historical record, not just God's word for them. And so, you know, a lot of what was written in the Old Testament, as you read it as a narrative in terms of the, the, the historical figures and stories, it's done to tell us what did happen, not what should happen, okay? So when you read yeah. the stories of polygamy and you read all these things, yeah. do not read it as, well, that's what God was perfectly fine with because he didn't strike them all down with lightning immediately. No, it was, a, it was the context of what did happen, not what should right. necessarily happen. Yeah, yeah. good.